Welcome to Agents of the Brokerage Podcast. I am your host, Todd Back, and today our guest is Karen Dupre. Karen, how are you doing? I'm great. Glad to be here. Are you ready to do this? I'm going to try. Here we go. Now, before we get going, quick story about Karen that I told told her this uh, recently is that at my first big L-Bar meeting, Karen was making some comments about something that was going on in the board. And I was brand new to the business. And when I left, I remember thinking, who is that person? Because she is a badass. And they said, oh, that's Karen Dupre. And I was like, I listen when she speaks. So Karen, I'm very excited to get into the podcast with you. And why don't you give our audience just a quick intro to your story, and we'll go from there. Okay. I'm a, uh, I was born in northern, actually, I was born in Canada. I'm from northern Maine. Didn't learn how to speak English till I was about seven years old. So I had a French dialect all the way through high school. And now I'm told that I have a Kentucky dialect. There we go. So That's awesome. Yeah. yeah. So what was it about? real estate? How did you get into real estate? Um, I've always been self-employed, had a company that I sold in 2005 and sat there and was bored. We had just moved to Lexington. And um, I sold a condo that we had bought in Florida. We bought it for $34,000 a couple years before that. And then the market was really good. So I did a FISBO and sold it for $115,000. It was about 400 square feet. And my mother looked at me and she said, you're so smart. You should do this. And then I thought, well, okay, I don't know what else to do. So I'll go through it, which is what I did and got my license in 2006. So 2006, uh-huh. newly licensed. July 1st, wow. when the market started crashing. Oh, wonderful. <laughs> but what? I didn't know. <laughs> <laughs> that's a great time to get into it. Oh, so that's, that's, great. that's perfect. And well, what, okay, so now you've been in real estate for 13, 13 years, years here mm-hmm. shortly. So right. what is your, what is your favorite aspect of, of being a realtor? I love the listings because there are some of the, bigger challenges um, and uh, the more difficult, the better. I mean, you know, back when I started with short sales. So now it seems easy just to list a regular house <laughs> overpriced or what, whatever. Yeah. I love that. Uh-huh. That's all now. Okay. Yeah. If that's your favorite, then what's, what's your least favorite aspect of being a real estate agent right now? Sometimes it's listing the house. <laughs> <laughs> It depends. It depends what's going on. You know, it depends what's going on with you personally, too. It's mm-hmm. not just about the product that you're selling. Mm-hmm. Um, depends what's going on in the economy. So, you know, you can't really say you dislike one thing over the other. I just want to go a little, a little deeper with that. That happened yesterday. And so, <laughs> Thank you. um, I, um, you know, having done a lot of sales downtown, mm-hmm. a lot of these people were my friends because when I started, I didn't know anybody. Mm-hmm. And so one of them, uh, the husband was asking me a lot of questions and wanted to meet to review the pictures after I'd spent three hours cropping the pictures. And I said, I, I just, after texting back and forth, I picked up the phone and I said, you're just killing me. <laughs> <laughs> and, and I said, 
I've learned over the years that you have to tell me how you work, and it sounds like you're really detailed and you need to know everything. You're kind of like me, but now you're killing me. So how am I going to make this happen? And just that quick conversation um, made it okay with him. Within five minutes, you know, we were on board. In the past 13 years ago, there's no way I would have had the ability, the confidence to make those calls. Right. And so. and isn't that something too, like with, with all the, the technology that is being Im- imposed on us by, by the, the powers that be in the real estate world, right. but it's still, it's a people business. Mm-hmm. It's a conversational business. Mm-hmm. And, and that's why I know is one of your strong suits is just being able to, to talk to people right. and the art of the conversation. And that's a real, that's a real thing. Well, and you you learn when you first meet people. The biggest thing that I've learned to tell people is there are two things about me. The good thing is that I'm honest. The bad thing is that I'm honest. (laughs) (laughs) Now, it doesn't work with everybody. Um, And I just default to the fact that I grew up in New England and, oh, we're so honest in New England. There you go. And so, you know. I think a transplant can say that. Here. There we go. Say, so, I love that. Yeah. I've heard, I love, I, when you said that to our office, I, I loved it. And I, mm-hmm. I love it now. That's right. perfect. So you've been in business 13 years, mm-hmm. very successful, top producing realtor, probably since 06, I would say. Uh, uh, yeah. And so what, what is it that keeps you in this business? Because you could be very successful in a number of things. So what is it with all the changes in real estate? Like what keeps you here? When I see technology moving forward, um, and I see some of the newer agents that all they do is use technology, I default back to just the one-on-one and having those conversations with people. I always think about what is it that I would like? I mean, I didn't buy real estate till I was 38 after I'd moved to Kentucky. So it's, it's a big thing. You always, even if you're successful, you have to remember that somebody's got to buy a $40,000, $50,000 house. And that is all that they own. They're scared. So I handhold and, um, I go back to how I was brought up. I mean, we didn't, ha- our house was 800 square feet. Mom and dad both worked two jobs. So those humbling, humble beginnings have really helped me put things in perspective now. So um, it's not about the money. It really isn't. It's about my relationships with some of the clients that I've had. That's awesome. I love that. Love mm-hmm. it. And so one question I always like asking is with your, your career, okay, mm-hmm. if you could go back to 2006, Karen, mm-hmm. and, and say, hey, you probably need to know this or what would be that one piece of advice you'd give to yourself in 06 that you know now? This actually more self-care, you know, and my background's in healthcare. Um, and I think that if you don't take care of yourself, you're going to burn up, you're going to get cocky, you're going to forget why you even started. And so for me, last year was the year that I took a little bit more time off for myself. And, you know, that people ask you, you know, how you've changed. Well, you, you change, uh, only when you slow down long enough to be able to change. And so, um, 
Yeah, it would be going back to what I would tell my clients when I had a healthcare business to slow down and, you know, de-stress. So that's so that I, I think that is so crucial. And it's something that, that it's funny. I got my license in 06 as well. Mm -hmm. And so I've been kind of in the business the same amount of time period that you have. And that's something I'm learning even like now. And I love hearing you say that because it is so important that we, we have to hit that, that recharge button because you can only go full bore for so long Mm -hmm. before it starts impacting other parts of your life. And then you just have to wonder, is this, is this worth it? Right. And I think the big uh, picture perspective is for, or for me at least is like, no, like Mm -hmm. you have to recharge. There's other things, you know, out there that we need to focus our, our effort and our attention to. Right. But I'd like to hear you talk. I want to hear more from you about about that, about the whole recharge and how that's like evolved for you. Well, my background, as I said, is in healthcare. Mm -hmm. I'm a licensed dietitian by training and I was a massage therapist and did a lot of work with hospice. And so when I was in that business, uh, self-care was really important, you know, mind, body, spirit. And then I got into real estate and there was no time. The only way, and because I didn't know anybody, I mean, I jumped right in. Um, when I started, they told me that I should probably select another career, wow. simply because I only knew two people. And mm-hmm. um, that just meant to me that I had to prove to everybody that I, to myself, more than anybody, it's always about me, um, proving to myself, that I could m- make this happen. But I didn't pay attention to myself and my relationship and, you know, all those things. So last year I hit a wall. And I had accomplished all my financial goals, Mm -hmm. but I didn't accomplish the other goals. Mm -hmm. And so, you know, I'm about to turn 59. I'm like, whoa, okay. (laughs) I might have another 30 years here, so let me have fun. And I didn't know what fun was, so uh, except for the last couple trips that I've taken. Good. And we're going to get into those <laughs> shortly, but I just, Karen, I, I love that advice. And I, and I hope our audience listens to that and just really, you know, takes that message home because mm-hmm. I think it's so important. You know, I think it's so important. Um, okay. Back to your career. Mm-hmm. I can't wait to hear this because I really want to know me- memorable moments in your real estate career. Is there one you would like to share with us? And it could be anything, just something that always sticks out in your head as like, wow, this this happened. Well, there's a few. Uh, One of them, I had a client when the market was tanking. This poor man had a ton of commercial property. And so I had a contract on one of his properties. But because the sheriffs were looking for him, because he had filed lien, there were liens, bankruptcies and everything, I couldn't get him to sign off on the contract. Uh So I called his secretary and I said, I'm taking you out to lunch. So we went out to lunch. And then she said, well, you can drop me off at the office. And I said, no. (laughs) Like, why? I said, because I need this contract signed. Oh, my. And you're the only person that knows who this guy is. (laughs) So I kept her in the car. We drove to this guy's house. It was two o'clock in the afternoon. He had his jammies on and he was like, what are you doing here? I'm like, sign this and then I'll be out of your life. (laughs) I love that. Did he sign it? He signed it and we closed about a month later. We negotiated like 15 liens. You know, we were able to do it. Um, I had no clue, you know, back then, but 
I learned quickly. Wow. You know how to deal with that it. That is awesome. Yeah. That's it. Yeah. Savvy move. Even then, <laughs> savvy. So I know that when I hear downtown historical properties, mm-hmm. you are you are the first person I think of. I think you are the the expert in central Kentucky. I think you're the best of the best with that. And so how, how did you get into that? that niche, because that is, you know, for, I'd say 99.9% mm-hmm. of, of agents, mm-hmm. they, they really have no idea how to navigate some of those things and, and you're the best at it. And so how, how did you get into that? I'm dying to know. <laughs> well, we had bought a, a house in the early two thousands, uh, downtown. And when I started real estate, I just joined the neighborhood association and I didn't know anything about houses. Now, if you can ask me about the body, then I can help you. But the houses, I didn't know. And I just volunteered and spent time going to meet people who were renovating houses and learning all about it. Um, and then there was, there, there was back then, uh, and there still is another agent. But I think because I was so passionate about it, um, I started studying or learning more about the history of the houses. And that's when you start saying, you know what, this is so special to be living here. It's a community where people care about keeping history alive. Mm-hmm. And so that that was my emotional connection to it. And then I just, you know, I was 150 percent right into it. That's awesome. And I yeah. think and I think your your passion always shines through whenever mm-hmm. I hear you speak about your your listings or anything that's that's down in that district mm-hmm. it's like you are you're the go-to and i just love it like when people are passionate about anything it always takes them to the next level right and well, that's cool i didn't know well and you also have to be good about learning uh to go in those basements because yeah. some of them are still dirt um you have to be able to go in the crawl spaces and so i'm the type of agent that will have some old clothes in the back of my car and I'll crawl through it because if you don't know anything about that house, how are you going to sell it? It's You're going to wait till inspection and then you get all these surprises. Surprise. Yeah. So no, no, I teach new agents. You got to go in the gotta, basement in a crawl space. Oh my goodness. <laughs> I'm calling you if I need help. Um, so I want to know this too about you. So what are some of, of your favorite plate? Because you've seen Lexington evolve from, mm-hmm. from, especially where you were, you were in the downtown area in 2000 and now we're almost 20 years later and my goodness, like how it's changed. Mm -hmm. And so what are some of your, you know, favorite places to, to hang out or to just around Lexington, central Kentucky, downtown, just like, what are, what are your spots? Well, it used to be in the beginning, we would go to Cheapside because there were probably about, you know, 30 of us there. Yes. (laughs) (laughs) Um, And then, you know, on Jefferson, Grey Goose was the first place. And so that's where we hung out. In fact, we had a neighbor that would, when it started getting popular, she would go up to the table and say, are you 4502 or 08? (laughs) And if you're 02, that's my table. (laughs) You know, we just felt really excited about the fact as a community that he was evolving. Um, unfortunately, being so busy, I didn't do anything. I mean, I would work. I would buy gift certificates from Wine and Market if they bought downtown, did those things. Yep. And then I'd go home and get ready for the next day. So, you know, I tend to go to small places. Like, I still like Winchell's. 
beautiful. Love you know, it. jalapeno grits. Yes. I love it. <laughs> um, my new favorite Mexican is Pappy's on Euclid. Yes. Because yes. the guy that opened that was my waiter on at Jalapeno's on South Broadway. And I'm excited to support people who work hard. Yeah. So that's kind of where I'll go. Um, I love that. And, yeah. and that at Pappy's, that, um, the owner, you mm-hmm. can tell his passion that's for what right. he does. And I, yeah. we, we've eaten there a few times mm-hmm. and I love it. So mm-hmm. if we're ever down there, that's, that's one of our, our spots right. as well. Right. So I want to let the audience know that this was probably back in, I don't know, October, November, uh-huh. December, maybe. And Karen, sends me a text message that says they're getting ready to go on a, on a trip and behind her is a giant (laughs) RV. And I'm not talking about like a little, you know, a little RV. I mean, this is a full blown like family vacation RV. Mm -hmm. And I just, (laughs) I asked, what, what are you doing? And she said, we are going, we're going out West. And most people, when they say go out west, you think they're they're going to fly out there. And she said, nope, that's not what we're doing. So vacation spots, I'd love it if you could kind of explain what, you know, what y'all are doing now and how you got into the RV thing <laughs> and just get, go into that. Like, all I'm right. all ears. Okay. So the RV thing, um, three years ago, we decided we were going to go camping, that we work too much. So we have a tent. And we go camping, and then we come back and we buy cots for the tent because we didn't like sleeping on the ground. So then we came back and decided to do a third time. But this time, you know, it gets bigger and bigger. And we get home, and my better half, Terry, says, you know what? We're not doing this anymore. I don't like it. We're staying home. So fast forward a few months later, I get a call going... I was looking at this RV. It's really cool. And I said, well, when you get home, we'll talk about it. She gets home and says, do you want to go in half with me? And I went, with what? Well, I bought a 26-foot RV. Whoa. Whoa. Surprise. Where is it? Well, we're going to drive there tomorrow in Indiana, and we're going to go pick it up. I'm like, we don't know how to drive it. Well, we'll learn on the way back. Oh, my. So we go through the hills and we drive the RV. I'm behind in my Jeep looking at the RV. Um, so you've, you've got to learn. You've got to learn how to, you know, the electricity, the hoses. I get the sewer line. That's my job. Um, but it's been an incredible adventure. Um, a couple of years ago, we went to Myrtle Beach. Okay. You're supposed to check out the weather. We went September because we thought there won't be as many kids. We can hang out by the ocean. Yep. Hurricane warning. Oh, boy. Everybody packs up <laughs> and leaves. <laughs> we had three days at the campground, and for three days, the family kept go- calling, going, when are you going to leave? It's oh, going to be a bad hurricane. It's going to be a bad hurricane. <laughs> We're not going. We're- and then this year, we went to Palm Springs. And in four days, we drove through Flagstaff. You know when they have those, if your brakes fail, pull over to the side? I'm driving. I'm the better driver. Oh, no. So I have the Uh-oh. booster seat. And I'm driving. <laughs> 2,200 miles later, we made it, and then we came back. Wow. Yeah. 
how was how was that adventure that had to be was that is that your longest trip so yeah far? it is um I didn't want to do it in the beginning, and now I love it. I mean, I could be a school bus driver <laughs> if I had to. I can back it up. Yeah, and you should see the 18-wheelers on the highway, and they look at me, and they see this woman just driving. Yeah, they're, they're, they, <laughs> they do freak the, out. They do the double take. <laughs> they right? do the double that, take. Well, what if... <laughs> what's your favorite, what's your favorite uh, vacation spot? Is it... Is it out west, or is there what? What's kind of your? It your- is. I mean, I love the mountains, but this year I'm going to. We're going to drive to uh, New England. We're going to go see my family in Northern Maine, and the good thing about that is that we can stop and we can eat lobster every day. We can just you know have a great time. But I love the ocean. Um, it's really serene. Um, but I also love the mountains because they're just quiet and very majestic. Yeah, that's yeah. that's awesome. Yeah. And then, yeah, so I love, when I heard about that trip, I was very jealous. Uh-huh. I was like, I bet you get to see so many interesting things and just kind of, yeah, just put you mm-hmm. in that that really good good place where mm-hmm. you can just kind of do some thinking and just kind of recollect and love it. Mm-hmm. So what's a, and maybe it's one of these places. What's a place that you wish more people knew about? either around town or places that you've been where, you know, cause I feel like we all kind of have our, our, our spots and you're just mm-hmm. like, I wish more people knew about this. Well, um, I went, I did my undergrad in Nova Scotia Oh boy. and I'm Canadian born. So actually that's a province, all of those Canadian provinces. But in order to do that, I would recommend going through new England. Mm. Um, and we did buy real estate. There. Did you? <laughs> We were going to buy two acres 15 years ago, but we ended up buying 26. You still have it? No, it sat on the market for 14 years. Oh. I just sold it. Oh, I was trying you? to give it away. <laughs> You're just waiting for that appreciation to kick it in. Didn't, right? it, didn't, <laughs> it didn't. It didn't. It didn't. No, 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 no. So Love it. Well, as, as we wind down here, mm-hmm. two more questions. So the first one is... What is it that, what, what's something that people don't know about you that you think would surprise people? Um, my first language is French Canadian. Oh. And I still think that way. So if they hear me say words and grammatically it's incorrect, sorry. That's it. <laughs> <laughs> um, let's see. I did my thesis on tofu. Oh. Mm-hmm. Wow. Yeah. Yeah. I love meat. Okay. <laughs> I'm about to cook a primary. No, I mean, I'm just kind of quirky. I had my Birkenstock days. Yes. Um, <laughs> and um, I just, I love an adventure. I love, uh, I love people challenging me. I love to be accountable. Um, I think we take ourselves too seriously. So there's no doubt about yeah. that. Yeah. yeah. I lo- well, Karen, what, what this is the big the big question we mm-hmm. do at, at the end, mm-hmm. and you can you can take it a lot of a, whichever way you would like, right? But that is because you mentioned it before that doing what we do in real estate, it's if people start chasing the the wrong thing, eventually it just is not going to last. Mm-hmm. And you've been in this business thirteen years. You're a consistent top producer. Your clients love you. I think the the real estate community really respects you. 
And how do like what is your why in in doing your business? Like why are you doing it? Like what's at the heart of it? Um my why now is different than my why was back then. See, I love that. Yeah. yeah. My why back then was about surviving. I had just sold a small company that I had started 18 years before. And what I sold it for was a lot less than what I thought, I should get, <laughs> which is kind of like real estate. Um, my house, house is worth more than your house. Of course. Um, so back then it was about uh, learning the business. It was also about making money and, um, you know, exploring. And so, but my wine now is really after watching people work so hard and, I still love making money. I still love being on the boards and being the top producer. However, I want to learn a little bit more what makes Karen tick. And I have forgotten that. Um, I think we all do. We, mm -hmm. we put everything in front of ourselves and then we go, Oh, wow. Do I still like to ride a bike? Do I still like to read? Do, are there other things? I mean, I picked up pickleball this year. Oh. Which is, you know, I've big. never, it is big. I've never played a racket sport. So that's funny. Yeah. And, you know, I've never really done team sports. Um, so now my big why is about working with uh, newer agents, helping them out, teaching them what not to do. Mm -hmm. Um, also allowing myself to not be always the top producer, but doing quality work. I love that. And, you know, doing it for the clients. So love that. Yeah. Golly. There's so many things I want to unpack there, but the, the first is how that, the, your why can evolve mm -hmm. as you do, because as you grow, you're gonna, you know, that's going to change, That's right. you know, or at least I, I think that's it should change. Right, because right? it's a road. I mean, yeah. you never know what obstacles you'll meet. You'll never know. You know, people say, well, you get to a cliff, you got to turn around. Well, you have a choice of falling off the cliff or turning around. And um, I think the more mistakes you make, I think that's great. People yep. just beat themselves up when they make mistakes. Don't. Good God. I mean, learn from it. That's right. I love yeah. it. That is such wise advice. Oh, I'm and sounding old. You, no, no. <laughs> <laughs> Keep it going. I just want to listen. And and the other part, I, I, lo I love what you said uh, there about doing the, the quality work. Mm -hmm. And that's that's something that I, I really uh, I follow uh, Seth Godin a mm -hmm. lot. And he is a, a champion for, for doing quality work for for people like you, like that that matters, mm -hmm. you know, and like that. And if somebody doesn't, you know, respect that work, then it's not for them. And you, right. you move on to the, to somebody that, that it's for. And I think it's a different mindset that, that you shift into because mm -hmm. I don't think people understand that initially. And they, it's kind of something that kind of has to be learned. And you want to hold yourself to a higher mm -hmm. standard. And you know that like this is the way you do it. And this is why you do it this way. And that's probably because your clients, uh, they love the way that you mm -hmm. do it, and that's why they're working with you. So, yeah, not everybody does. Exactly. You know, you have to find what fits right for you, and right. you won't find that until you try. Yes. So, love it. Yeah. Karen, any final words before we end the podcast? No, I'm just excited to be here. I love it here. Well, I tell you what, from for myself, 
I am feeling kind of selfish because <laughs> I, you were one of the, you were like one of the first persons that I asked to be on here. Mm-hmm. I really respect you. I love it when, when you speak and you talk really about anything. Cause I always know there's going to be something behind it. And I just want to thank you for, for everything that you do in the community. I love that you're here at the brokerage and Thank you for everything. You're welcome. I'll be like your favorite aunt. I'll always be honest. There we go. <laughs> I love it. Well, guys, you can get this on iTunes, YouTube, Stitcher, anywhere you can get podcasts. We will be there. Agents of the Brokerage Podcast. I am Todd Back. She's Karen Dupray. Thank you guys so much, and we'll see you next time. Thank you. That's a wrap. That's a wrap. Thank you. That was fun. That was good. That was fun. Ah, see what I mean?